What is up, Ryuji here. Thank you so much for tuning into the Two Rowdy Vegans episode of this week. Happy Friday. And what we got this week is a continuation of a series we started a while back. Now, if you remember a few weeks ago, we were doing uh, a series on the trailers to cattle ranchers that we went to visit to rescue a cow from them, essentially. Uh, you know, the wife of the rancher, Cindy, had a cow on the property called Honey who was lame and pregnant, and she fell in love with Honey, and she was like, I don't want Honey to die. And therefore, she called Renee to come help out, and uh, that's what we were doing. We're taking Honey to a sanctuary, and that was the goal of our visit. Now, what we were visiting, however, um, Renee and Tommy ended up having a long conversation with Cindy and Richard uh, that turned into kind of an outreach conversation, kind of a very open conversation, sharing stories and um, you know really getting to know each other. And uh, it's, it's a really it's a really cool conversation. It's it's a behind the scenes of what Renee's life looks like, essentially. You know, as an ex cattle rancher who's now vegan and who does the ranch advocacy program, she has these types of conversations pretty frequently, at least a lot more frequently than someone like me would have them. Right? This is something that many of us would not have access to. We, we're not going to have these conversations ourselves, and we're not going to have the opportunity to hear these conversations. So um, that's why I personally I'm really excited to bring this to you, so you can see the behind the scenes of the ranch advocacy program of Renee life and you can see what it's like when someone like Renee comes in contact with people who are from a similar background to her and Tommy. So anyways, we hope you enjoyed this conversation. Um, I'm particularly excited for this episode because I was just talking to Renee on the phone before um, putting this out and she told me that the trailers, that the two ranchers in the podcast, just entered the rancher advocacy program. Now you'll see Renee actually hinting at this in the, in the conversation where she talks about the rancher advocacy program. Um, but it was just, you know, in conversation, in passing. Of course, the, the vision was always that they would enter the, the rancher advocacy program, but uh, that was not at all the original goal of our visit. And uh, it was never something that we fully, fully uh, expected, right? And so having this news is incredible. They're going to be transitioning their sixth generation cattle ranch into a plant-based business if all goes well and uh, if we do end up working together. Um, but anyways, really hope you enjoyed this conversation. And also, if you want the other parts of this conversation leading up to this point, definitely check out uh, the three episodes that are on that. They're a few weeks back. And uh, yeah, hope you enjoy. See you inside. Two rowdy vegans, one plus one equals two rowdy vegans. See, well, you, can see you can't really talk about this unless you're in a, a the perfect frame. See, well, this is a perfect frame for you to, to talk about this, right? Nobody else could you probably ever even yeah, talk I about this with. I try to talk to these people. Well, they don't even talk to me anymore right. anyway. But before, you know, they found out that I'm a leftist. They'd be calling the hospital to take you away. Oh, they're like, what's wrong with this guy? <laughs> for you a know? mental checkup. Well, that's what I'm saying. So that's part of what we offer is a, as our, in our RAP program, Rancher Advocacy, is this, uh, this consultancy and this uh, therapy type. Well, as a therapist, you know. I mean, that's basically what we do. If you went to downtown Huntsville and sit there on the square and anybody walks along and you say, man, I ran into that radical leftist liberal, and they'd say, well, how's Richard Trader doing? Because I mind telling them real quick, you know, why don't you try applying logic to what you're saying? Because you're not, you know. Yeah. Google that. You know? And then Google the site that you Googled that came up 
to see if it says they're bogus because you can do that now you can find out these sites that are just bs and ones that are legit wow oh. amazing it's just amazing Kingdom amazing. spirits huh yes yeah. see I, I believe that things happen for a purpose when your wife called me in tears uh i was in my bedroom it was i was in my bedroom and and i was talking to her and i instantly knew that she really, really needed a lifeline because nobody will listen. Nobody will hear this. And I was hearing, you know, and uh, I knew I had to do something. I went to Tommy and I said, Tommy, you think we could take one more? Man, this is a con job. They're going to take that cow straight to Navasota and they're going to laugh all the way. And they're going to say, <laughs> damn fool chumps, you know. Oh but, my gosh, um, too funny. No, every animal that we take uh, is like a family member. Yeah, they're like a, we don't even adopt them out to anybody else. We we Ever. spent how much did we uh, spend on little chick before? Oh, we spent like on little chick alone five thousand or so dollars a rooster. Five thousand dollars on a chicken. On a rooster. Wow. And okay. three three thousand of it was donated from Esther the Wonder Pig. You know Esther the Wonder Pig. I tell everybody about Esther the Wonder Pig because those people donated $3,000 to us so that we could keep Little Chick going because he wanted to live. He because they get so much donations. You know, someday if, if we have over a million followers like that, we're going to buy, you know, a rescue truck and everything for the floods. And the, See, whatever. if we'd have had the money, we would have, had a, we would have come up and done all this ourselves. My but what I wanted to do, what I wanted Huh? My truck is a 2001 F-250, and our trailer uh, is, well, we got a small new trailer, but the big one is, like, rusted through. Uh, oh, wow. You know, we, we concentrate on the priorities. Yeah, yeah we try. And, you know, Tommy wasn't even going to come, and I begged him. He didn't want to come. But... No, because <laughs> when you go with Renee, it's not just one thing. I mean, she's multitasking the whole way, you know, and she's going, okay, we'll meet you in Austin at this time. Well, I'm not sure of the time, but, and then we've got to do this and we've got to do this. And I'd like to even show it to you, but it? my phone's being charged up. It's out the letter that I wrote, the text that I sent to my cousin who oh, kept, it's okay. he kept, <laughs> it's okay. He's not talking to his cousins. Well, politically wise, I, I just told him straight out. Yeah, don't take it personal. You know, don't be offended. I'd have done the same thing in the '30s in Germany. You know, and people like you would have. Okay, enough. Enough of that. You're getting off topic. You, people like you would have your tongue just as far up Hitler's okay, ass okay, as you do okay, Donald okay. Trump's. Is what I told him. Okay. And I said, enough. you know, there's Trump chumps. <laughs> Tell you us go how right, you really feel. Go right ahead. And he said, uh, you know, I, it's a long text. I said, uh, it's okay, Richard. We don't need to know. What? It's okay. I don't mind. Really. That's just, a, that's what I told him. That's, that's just the way I roll. I'm sorry if you're offended by this, yeah. but, uh, you know, that's just, and I would have done this, you know, I'm pretty sure I'd have done the same thing in the early thirties in Germany. And I, you know, that's what I said. That's exactly what I told him. And it's exactly where you got shot. Yeah. Well, it's it's sooner, sooner or later around. Oh yeah, in Germany, no doubt. But yeah. around here, it's pretty. It's close to that. It really is. I get a lot of really strange things happen so to me. So let me let me ask you something. So I told you 
me and Rangie are doing two two rowdy vegans. It's a podcast. We've done there's four now uh, on on uh, iTunes and also on Spotify. Cool. And so, could we, Ryuji, uh, I mean, make this a podcast? I mean, like, uh, could we, like, off, like, do our own thing off on camera and make this a podcast? You're going to have me disgusting things. So, so what I'm, I'm wondering, because sure what I'm wondering that. is, do you have any questions for them? Oh, I know. No, I, th- I think you, you asked a lot of like, really great questions. Like, there was, like... Yeah, I don't know. I, I think you should just yeah. keep going. Like, okay. Yeah. So I just want to make sure because, I mean, I know he's um, he's on the other side of the camera and stuff, but, you know, it's interesting because he's 22, I'm 60, and culturally we're, you know, you know different race. And, and yet we like, I mean, if I had a son, I'd want it to be him, you know. And so we have this good, you know, energy back and forth mm-hmm. on this podcast. And so this is, I mean, don't be surprised if this podcast doesn't just blow up because... <laughs> This is, this is where I'm trying to go with this, y'all. I feel like a hypocrite being an environmentalist yep. and knowing what's going on with beef in this planet. Come here. With, with, <laughs> oh, my God. You know what I mean? So yeah. I can't very well say, yeah, I'm an environmentalist and still do ranching. Do you know cows. who else says that? I give up who? Howard Lyman. I don't know who Howard Lyman is. He will. Okay. I mean, the exact... Do you remember Oprah Winfrey and you remember the mad cow disease? And yes. you remember the, all the big He's hoopla? The He's the one. Oh, oh, really? That's how, that's what he says. He's vegan. You know, he's the one. So that changed him? Oh, the, my the, God. The lawsuit? Was no, the, no, he was vegan was, before that. Oh. What changed him is his health, but he took his whole operation. He had a, he had a real factory farm. And this took, is the guy that I heard about. Yeah. Several years ago. Howard, yeah. Yeah. mad cowboy. Well, see, he's okay. like my grandpa, okay? Because whenever I was, when I went vegan, he's the one I finally got a hold of. Because I didn't have a you. I didn't have a me to talk to, you know? Mm-hmm. It was nobody, nobody that I could talk to that understood what I was going through. And so I found, about, found out about this Howard Lyman dude. And, you know, you don't just pick up the phone and call Howard. You know, he's really, really you know. <laughs> Well, I did, and I kept calling, and he wouldn't answer me, and I got his phone number, I got his email, and no no return, no reply. I kept going and doing it and doing it anyway, and every time I'd leave a message, blah, 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 blah. you know? Well, on Christmas Eve 2014, I'd been vegan two months. And he, and he wasn't. <laughs> and I was having my first vegan Christmas, and I'm over there stirring, and I pick up the phone. I thought, maybe he's there. And I picked up the phone, I called, and he went, Hello? I said, Mr. Lyman. He said, this must be Renee. <laughs> and I was like, how did you know? You're the woman that's been stopping yeah. me. He said, you're that rowdy girl. And I said, yes, sir. And so I just ran. I said, watch the food. Watch the food. I ran to the back room and I just bawled, started crying like you, and just told him everything, how terrible my, you didn't tell me how terrible your husband was, but I did. I told him, because I was already vegan, how terrible Tommy was, and this and that, and what he was doing, and da-da-da-da-da. He listened to me for 10 minutes, carry on. And then he, he said, are you finished? <laughs> I said, yes, sir. He said, well, maybe you ought to try some of that compassion that you're having for those animals on your husband. And I was like, what? So anyway, he talked me down, you know, from wanting to hang my husband over this elk that we had in our living room. Are you taking notes? Okay. He really did because I had to have, I, what I had to learn to do, this is what helped me, is Mr. Lyman talked to me and he still, I could pick up the phone and call him anytime, you know, and he talks to me. 
because he's the one that said, Renee, you've got you to gotta love your husband and see the same kind of compassion you're having for them cows for your husband because this is a way of life. You know, I had to sell my whole herd. Every one of them got slaughtered. For, for, he did, and I was just like, I got real quiet because I didn't really realize that until then. And, you know, because he had how many cows? 30,000? Thousands and thousands and thousands. He, he, was the, he was, I mean, he's the one. And, That's the one that I heard yeah. about. I guarantee you it is. Yeah, because he saw the, the, the whole documentary on what I'm talking about as in the rainforest yeah. and the methane and, and what all the people do to your body. He is in yeah. Cowspiracy. Okay. He's in it. Okay. Yeah, and, he, and I met him at a CalCon conference when Kip Anderson had him and his had him there, I've heard him speak, and so that's where you saw him. He was in Cowspiracy. Wow, yeah. So this man is, you know, without him, I don't know what I'd have done. I don't know if Tommy and I would still even be, really be together because I really started thinking about it afterwards because I started realizing that I was being very inhumane to my husband. Well, like I said, I can't, I can't. <laughs> I can't sit here and say I'm an environmentalist and have cows. And that's what you he know? said. And that's, that's what it boils down that's to. What you, that's what you, when you said that, that's why I ran over here because. Uh, that's like saying, um, you know, Trump and his army of, of, of fools, I can't handle it, but still vote Republican around here. There is, I, I will not vote for Republican, period. Yeah. And there, my cousin is, this, is the uh, constable here. Yeah. I just don't vote because yeah. nobody runs against him. And as long well, you as you vote, you just don't put an yeah. X by yeah. his um, name. If you're going to talk the talk, you got to walk the walk. And so me saying that I'm environmentalist and have allies is talking the talk, but not walking the walk. Well, so now, you know, I mean, seriously, I mean, what if you can walk the walk? What if, what if there is a way? I'm all ears for the way. Yeah, you know, so just, uh, that's not going to be today. I've yeah. been doing it for so long <laughs> that, you know, we got the corral. She bought me the corral as a present because the corral I had was all just... It was wood and it falling apart. Duct tape and, yeah. you know, rusty nails. And I had to, like, it was an ordeal just to... You still need the corral, though, if there's any vets. Yeah. Like yeah. for the vet and mm -hmm. things, that's not going to go to waste. No, no, no. Okay, so you're sixth generation. So, From here, yeah. So how many, how many? Years Not on this have, property, though. How no. many on this property? No, no, just. Oh. I guess David. Yeah. Before. Well, no, David, that's the same probably. thing with Tommy. You know, his heritage is yeah. like back to the 1800s, late 1800s, but not on our property. Yeah. There's a historical marker about a half a mile down the road here, on the right-hand side. It's about my aunt, my great-great aunt, who I remember really well. I was 10 when she died. Mm. I just turned 10. And the historical marker tells all about her. And all that land from there all the way to Hunt to, to New Waverly was hers on this side. And even some over on the other side of the highway, too, was hers. Minnie Fisher Cunningham. So all of that was in the family. She, her sister was my great-grandmother. And uh, she was instrumental in getting the 19th Amendment passed. Really? Do you know what the 19th Amendment is? No. Women's right to vote. Oh, really? She was a suffragette. I should, but I'm not, yeah. I'm not paying. You know what? But my brain is not totally engaged. Nighttime. She was a suffragette. Are you kidding me? And one of her friends was Eleanor Roosevelt. Eleanor Roosevelt. Okay, I don't know if you know the history of, uh, of the Roosevelts. Eleanor Roosevelt's maiden name was Roosevelt. Oh, what? She yeah. was a cousin. She was a Roosevelt. Actually... Franklin and her were cousins. Were distant cousins. Distant, yeah. yeah. Eleanor Roosevelt's uncle 
was Teddy Roosevelt. He gave her away in the wedding. Wow. So for Eleanor Roosevelt, you didn't know that either, huh? So for Eleanor Roosevelt to say that Minnie Fisher Cunningham is the one that got her into politics is saying a lot because that's overshadowing Teddy and her husband Franklin. Wow. To say that Minnie Fisher Cunningham gave her credit as the one that got her into politics is a load. And that was your my great great aunt. Yeah, and I remember her really well because I stayed there some with her. They, well, that, they there have, you go. That's where you get your your bigger. Yeah, uh, as far as politics, oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was something else. She, she ran for governor. She of was Texas? the first first woman to ever run for the United States Senate from Texas. Really? After it was after women's right to vote. Yep. Wow. She was, and actually did pretty good. But uh, they have the lamp posts all the way around the, the square. They have a lamp post, lamp post, lamp post around the, the courthouse square in Huntsville. The famous people from they Walker County. They have the most famous people from Walker County, and she's one of them. She's considered by one of our historians from the, from the county as right behind Sam Houston in notoriety and importance for the county. Well, so you know, I cool. never, I never really cared about history until I went vegan. Uh, Tommy's a history buff. But for me personally, I was always, I'm always looking into the future. I mean, the visionary. I'm the well, to know where you're going, you got to know Exactly. And that's what Tommy's always said. But see, but when I went vegan, I started really wanting to know about history because of the women's suffrage movement. Things I started hearing about, the, the same way we treat animals is the way we treated women. Oh, it's the way do. we treat slaves. Mm -hmm. You know, so I started wanting to know more about it because of that. And so I started learning more about history. I started watching these documentaries about women's suffrage and, you know, and Martin Luther King. Because I was raised, you know, uh, I was raised racist. Same here. You know? Oh, same here. Yeah, and bonafide. Bonafide, right? I was raised that way, you know, and I, you know, and so to to undo that, it's just like us being raised to be cattle ranchers, raised to kill animals and say we Brainwashed. Love. Yeah, it's, brainwashing. It's, it's it's a traditional cultural program. Toot, 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 rowdy begins. 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 All right, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Two Rowdy Vegans. We appreciate it so very much. Again, hope you enjoyed this, and I want you to think about how incredible it is that these people have now entered the rancher advocacy program. Um, at least, you know, tentatively, we never know what's going to happen, but, you know, I, I have strong faith that they are going to be a part of the program and that they are going to transition their sixth-generation cattle ranch into a uh, plant-based business. So, really excited about that, and, uh, yeah, the world is changing. Again, thank you so much for tuning into the Two Rowdy Vegans episode. We really appreciate it. Talk to you next week. Peace.